the problem, quite honestly, with the traditional workplace is that we do not value employees. We do not prioritize their well-being over the job that they're doing. So it's no wonder that many of us, when we're living with chronic illnesses, we feel like we have to leave that traditional nine to five job. And for a lot of us, entrepreneurship gives us the ability to build a business in a life that works for us instead of working against us. And that is exactly what I did. Welcome to the Spooniepreneur Podcast, the show that helps you learn how to pay the bills, find a sense of purpose, and build a flexible life that allows you to manage your chronic health conditions. I'm your host, Nicole Neer, an entrepreneur living with five chronic illnesses. On this podcast, I'm talking with business owners from all walks of life to learn how they're running their businesses, and I'm taking you behind the scenes into how I manage my successful business that allows me to work less and make more even when I'm living with fibromyalgia, bipolar disorder, irritable bowel syndrome, sleep apnea, and anxiety. If you are a spooniepreneur or thinking about starting a business, you are in the right place. Hey everybody and welcome to the first episode of season four for the Spooniepreneur podcast. I cannot believe that it has been four seasons. If you've been on the show, you know that I literally, I start every conversation with saying this is my favorite part of my job. I love being able to talk to other entrepreneurs who are having these amazing businesses with chronic illness and being able to share with you what it actually looks like to do this day to day. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I am all about finding a business flow that works for you. And that looks different for everyone. When I started the podcast, I promised you that I would always be unflinchingly honest about the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to running a business with chronic illness. And I realized that You know, when I started this podcast, episode one, I shared with you my story, and a lot has changed in my life in the last two years, and there are a lot of new people who are listening that might not have been two years ago, so I wanted to take some time today to share a little bit about what it has looked like for me to build a business that works with my illness and not against it. The truth is, is that I've been thinking a lot about this recently because my business and and honestly, my life are shifting in some really big ways. I'm entering this new phase of my business where I'm more the visionary in my virtual assistant agency and less the implementer, right? I started off as a solo entrepreneur doing one-on-one work with clients and now I'm doing more one-on-one coaching with Spoonies and less of that one-on-one work with clients because I honestly have a kick-ass team who's doing amazing things. But if you've ever had to go through major shifts like this in your business, you know that it brings with it a lot of mindset stuff. And I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit overwhelmed by all of the moving pieces. We are bringing on new team members into the agency. I've launched this new program for Spoonies. 
And if you are an entrepreneur living with chronic illness, and quite honestly, I'm guessing that you probably are, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that this is a recipe for a flare-up of symptoms. And since I live with fibromyalgia, bipolar disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, irritable bowel syndrome, and sleep apnea, going through all of these shifts has definitely taken its toll. There have been med changes. I've had increased pain. I've had more of those bad days where I spend a lot of time just staring at the computer, wondering what I'm supposed to be doing, which is, let's be honest, more than a little frustrating. But... You know, I know many of you, because I've talked to a lot of spooning entrepreneurs, you know, we're recovering perfectionists and I'm a recovering workaholic. I mean, during my 20s, I held down two jobs, got my master's degree in organizational leadership and managed to land what I thought was my dream job as executive director of the social services agency that I worked for. So in other words, I have to this day, I have no idea when I slept. (laughs) And at that point, I had not seen a doctor in years, and I was just emotionally spent. Something that I hear from a lot of Spoonies is that they experience symptoms of their illness way before they hit that big flare that sent their lives into complete chaos. And I know that this was true for me. I would go through periods of time where I could barely get off the couch and I thought I was depressed and let's be honest, I probably was, but I was also experiencing chronic fatigue. There was one time when I was working as a play therapist that I was playing on the floor with some little ones and completely lost feeling in my left leg. And to this day, I literally have no idea how I managed to walk out of that house down a flight of stairs get into my car and drive back to the office after that home visit. It was terrifying. And there was just, I was feeling so much pain in my joints, but I'm overweight and I just kind of attributed it to the fact that I was, you know, out of shape. So in other words, my body was slowly falling apart, but I was insistent that I could still work 10, 12 hours a day, finish my homework, find a time to sleep, And the truth is that I know that many of you have been in the same place. Heck, maybe you're there right now because we're taught to wear that constant state of stress from being overworked and undervalued like a badge of honor. Let's be real. And this is especially true for women. We don't realize that this is actually slowly killing us until our bodies just give out on us. For me, It happened a few months after I was promoted to the quote unquote dream job. I started experiencing daily panic attacks. I would melt down before work every morning and I would hide out in the bathroom before big meetings because I just could not catch my breath. The doctors prescribed me high powered meds. I went into therapy, but nothing was helping. And then the fatigue set in, right? It was so intense that I could barely get out of bed in the morning. I would come home from work and my whole body just ached and I just went to bed. I just couldn't function. But the job that I had, it required long hours. It required a lot of stress. It required balancing a lot of different, you know, things all at once. And I was just struggling. And one day I just snapped. 
you know, some people, I, I'm pretty sure when I was going through it, a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, she had a nervous breakdown, right? So those things that you whisper about people because we don't talk about mental health openly, right? I had one of the most intense panic attacks of my life. And I remember sitting on the bathroom floor and I was, I was dressed in like my power suit. I had this nice dress on. I was doing my makeup and it just hit and I crumpled to the bathroom floor and there was mascara running down my cheeks and I didn't realize it, but I was crying so loud that it actually, my mom who lives with me was across the house and heard me and came in and she took one look at me and she called the doctor and she got me an emergency appointment. And I remember sitting in the doctor's office and he told me in no uncertain terms that if I valued my mental health, I had to find a different job. I could not keep doing what I was doing. And he just confirms what I kind of knew. Like I had already been kind of trying to figure out my exit plan, but he put me on medical leave and I started making the plans I needed to take my side hustle as a virtual assistant full time. The problem, quite honestly, with the traditional workplace is that we do not value employees. We do not prioritize their well-being over the job that they're doing, right? Because there's always somebody else to come and take their place when they burn out. I worked in an agency that literally oversaw all mental health providers in our community, (laughs) okay? Like, this was not a place where we didn't talk about mental health and mental health issues a lot. And our board of directors was silent when I started sharing that I was having these mental health issues. I was literally bullied by members of the board because they saw me as weak. And when I left this organization where I had worked for over five years, when I left because of the nervous breakdown, nobody even sent me a thank you card or a goodbye card. It was a radio silence. So it's no wonder that many of us, when we're living with chronic illnesses, we feel like we have to leave that traditional nine to five job. And for a lot of us, entrepreneurship gives us the ability to build a business in a life that works for us instead of working against us. And that is exactly what I did. But let me tell you, oh my gosh, that first year was hard. Because I spent so much time listening to what able-bodied men were telling me about running a business, right? I learned that I needed to get up early so I could meditate and journal and work out and eat a healthy breakfast before I started my workday, right? I bought those predictable six-step online courses to teach me how to build my business. I hired a business coach and a mindset coach. And in that first year, I failed epically. (laughs) It was, it was bad. It was bad, y'all. Because all of those thought experts and those teachers and those coaches, they're teaching strategies that work for able-bodied people. And now I'm not coming out and like giving this blanket statement that all of these people are ableist or that what they're teaching is ableist. But what I am saying is that the idea of hustling for your success is literally impossible if you are living with a chronic illness. That six-step program, it might work for you, but you're gonna have to adapt the hell out of it, which is really hard when you have no clue what you're doing in business. 
And quite honestly, when you work with coaches who don't understand what it is like to live with a chronic illness, you spend a lot of your time explaining your symptoms or being blamed for your symptoms. You know, if you don't do what you really want to do because you don't feel well, there's a lot of guilt that gets put on you. Like you're just wrong. You need to just be better instead of actually helping you find solutions that are going to work for your unique case, right? When I walked out of the office on my last day of that dream job and nobody said goodbye to me, I thought I'd hit rock bottom. But quite honestly, I was wrong because rock bottom happened a year later, almost to the day, quite honestly, when I realized that my business had failed, my health had never been worse, and I was literally bankrupt. Quite honestly, walking into that lawyer's office to discuss my bankruptcy filing was the most humiliating experience of my life. I was deeply depressed. Quite honestly, I was suicidal and I had no idea what I was going to do next. I knew that I couldn't walk back into a traditional nine to five job, but I felt like I couldn't run a business either because I had done all the things I was quote unquote supposed to do and had found no success. When you are in that place, it honestly, it feels easier just to throw that rule book out of the window because those rules have not served you well. And that's exactly what I did. I went back to basics. I found a spot working as a subcontractor, you know, virtual assistant on somebody else's team so that I could get my feet under me again. I tuned out all of the noise in the online space and I just did what felt right to me and I started seeing that I was getting results. A year later, I was able to stop subcontracting on somebody else's team and I started my own agency, which has grown over the years into a six-figure business with seven team members working with us, right? And the truth is, is that I could have never done this if I was listening to those business coaches and course creators. And yes, I fully recognize that this sounds crazy coming from somebody who now coaches spoony entrepreneurs to build their businesses, right? (laughs) But the difference is that I understand coaching is just a springboard for the inner work that every entrepreneur has to do. You have to listen to your intuition. You have to do what feels right to you. My job is just to provide resources, to give you things to think about, to be a a thinking partner with you. The step-by-step process is up to you. Only you can decide what your next step needs to be. So if you are in that nine to five job and you're desperately trying to figure out how to leave, or you've started the business, you've listened to all the advice, but you feel like you've hit a wall because it's just not working for you, here are a few things that you should keep in mind. First, make sure that the foundation of your business is solid. You are not always going to love the work that you do. Like I have a business I love, but there are still days that I struggle (laughs) to do what I need to do on my to-do list. But when you have a business that lights you up most of the time, you find success if you are not lit up, if you're choosing a business model because you think it's the thing that is going to make you the most money, you are never going to find success. And why? Because you're not motivated by the bigger why behind your business. And when you don't have that motivation on the hard days 
when pain and fatigue and brain fog won't leave you alone, you're not going to open up the computer to work. Like I've been there and done that. You will not be motivated to check things off of your to-do list. A great way to build that foundation is to take the time to figure out the story of your business. When somebody asks you about your business, about what you do, what are you going to tell them, right? So for example, I share that I am the founder and CEO of Bloom Administrative Services, which is a full service virtual assistance agency that helps entrepreneurs streamline their systems, amplify their authority, and launch their offers. I built the agency, quite honestly, because I had to create a life that worked around my five chronic illnesses, but I also felt like I wanted to serve others in a big, big, powerful way. When you are rooted in why you've built your business and how that links to your product or your service, you are building a solid foundation for your business to grow on. The second thing to keep in mind when you're trying to find success by doing things differently is that you need to build thoughtful systems into your business. Now, okay, I love systems, but I don't want you to freak out when I say systems because I really just mean that you're going to be doing things the same way each time you do them. Yes, this can mean using a software program. Yes, it can mean automating things, but it also could just be by developing a workflow where everything is easy to find. You're doing things the same way every time, so you don't have to think about it. If you do nothing else, using a project management tool like Trello or ClickUp can be a key to success because for Spoonies, there is a lot going on in our heads, right? You are balancing your life, your illness, you're trying to make money, you've got doctor's appointments and therapy appointments, and you've got to call the insurance company to check on that bill, and you've got to manage your medication, and you just don't feel great, right? There's a lot going on. And if you're having that off day, or you are having a whole lot on your plate, you have to have one place where all your documents, your notes, your status updates, and yes, your deadlines live. And these tools, I love them because they're easily accessed on your phone. So if you're like me, some days getting out of bed is really hard because pain and fatigue, right? <laughs> um, I can just pick up my phone and I can see what's due. I can talk to members of my team. I can access it all on the go if I'm sitting at the doctor's appointment in the waiting room forever, right? When you have these tools in place, it's harder for balls to be dropped in your business because you're managing things in one place. So you're not having to look for things all over. Building systems in your business also means creating an emergency plan for your business. <laughs> so for Spooniepreneurs, we know that it is not a matter of if our health will interfere with our business, but when. So if you can spend some time working through what support you need, if you have to step away for a few days, or if you're hospitalized, your business is more likely to weather the storm. But the biggest piece of advice I have for business owners, whether you have chronic illness or not, is to follow your intuition. And yes, this may mean that you need to go against the grain. And yes, people may look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> But I also know that when you do things differently, when you build your business around your life and not the other way around, you find success. And more importantly, you find that like mythical work-life balance that most people dream about. 
So like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I have recently launched a new program for Spoonie entrepreneurs. I'm outrageously excited about it because it's a blend of one-on-one coaching, online coursework, and the ability to work with my virtual assistance agency to build the systems in your business so you don't have to spend those spoons. You don't have to choose like, do I need this online course to build my business? Do I need to hire a coach? But I really don't have the time or energy to figure out how to set up that email marketing program. Like I put it all in one place to make it super, super simple for you. So I'm going to put a link in the comments if you're interested in learning more. Um, And that's guys, that's it for this episode of the Spinnypreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please like, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you're not already following me on Instagram, come check me out. I'm at Spooniepreneur Podcast. I literally spend way too much time over there, and I would love, love, love to chat with you about your business. So until next time, remember that we can do hard things if we take it one step at a time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you are a spooniepreneur who's looking to build a resilient business that copes with whatever life throws at you, go to www.spooniepreneur.net to snag my free guide to the five systems every spooniepreneur needs in their business. And if you enjoyed this podcast, Please share with your friends and don't forget to rate and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.